0: So, this is, like, very soon post-USSR collapse, okay? So, Russia is still, like, not a good place to be, but my dad was working there because he speaks Russian and Mm -hmm. he was an asset to the company. So, they basically, like, had us move there. And we were traveling, like, doing something, and we ended up being at this hotel. And I had watched my first ever Bugs Bunny cartoon. Mm -hmm. I must have been, like, maybe two or three. Like, must have been three. Mm -hmm. And... I only know this story from my parents telling it to me because they were mortified. And these, like, two older, like, proper British ladies, like, basically think like the Queen, but like poor, mm-hmm. um, they came up to my mom and they were like, Oh my God, you're like, Oh, what a beautiful little girl. What's your name, darling? Blah, 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 blah. And I turned to them and I go, Yeah, shut up. No! No, yeah, you didn't. I did. No, really? I did.
1: I cannot believe. My, did you know Roscoe? <laughs> Roscoe also thinks it's rude? And he was like, that's fucking rude. That is rude.
0: You had me at. Hell no. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. If you are returning, welcome back. And if this is your first time, welcome to our podcast where we talk about romance movies and why we love a genre that hates us.
1: That's not normally our typical go-to genre. Uh, Mel, what do you like to watch
0: to uh, chill out, to relax? To chill out, to relax. I love horror. Um, I actually saw Halloween Kills. How um, do you feel and, about it? And honestly, spoilers for Halloween Kills. So if there are any horror junkies out there, um, tune out now. I'll I'll put honestly because it came out like a day ago. The day before, yeah, like a day ago as we're recording this. Um, we'll we'll put a timestamp in the description so that you don't have to listen to spoilers. Mm-hmm. But it was absolute. Shit. It was terrible. It was so bad. Someone told me that. It honestly was really, really disappointing because the one that came out... I won't spend too much time on this because the movie we're going to talk about today is awesome. But Halloween Kills was really disappointing and it was just... Really heavy-handed about, like, oh, Michael Myers is trauma and you can never get rid of trauma. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I get it. I live with trauma every day. I know it doesn't go away. I know it doesn't go away, Jamie Lee. James. I'm honestly really, really disappointed because it could have been so scary. And they just, at every juncture where a choice could have been made to actually do something interesting they went the opposite direction and like really nothing really happened in the movie.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, babe.
0: It was really, it was really sad. Um, oh. Uh, cause honestly, like I'll, I'll drop a little truth bomb for y'all. Halloween, that franchise is like very near and dear to my heart as like a horror person. Cause that's one of the first horror movies that I ever saw that I ever thought was scary. Like, when, I, when little baby Mel, so, like, tween age Melanie, started watching horror movies, Halloween was one of them. Yeah. Because it's, you know, about a babysitter. And so I babysat all the time in middle school and high school. And stupid me was like, oh, I should watch a movie about babysitters getting murdered while I'm babysitting. That won't scar me for life. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Um, so... It was just disappointing to to see a franchise that I love so much be absolute garbage.
1: Bummer, I'm
0: sorry. It's okay, super disappointing, but there's other good movies out there. So, you know, it's not the first time a horror franchise has been ruined by a reboot. But, needless to say, I hated that. Allie, what do you like to watch for fun?
1: Uh, I like watching an action movie, I like watching a heist movie. I like um, stuff where it's like, we're banding together to work together to have a good time uh, or like really ridiculous action i also love that um uh although i i must make a confession i haven't watched any like fun action things lately i've been this was the only movie the movie we're about to talk about was the only
0: movie i watched this week um Oh wow. Yeah. That's because you are like a functional adult who actually has things going on. Can you believe, at least this week.
1: Um but yeah, no. Um yeah, I, I like stuff like that. Um Melanie. Excellent. Well Well it's our Halloween episode.
0: Yeah, this is our Ookie Spooky romance episode. Ooh. Uh because as this episode airs it's for Halloween. So, you know, I hope everyone has a safe and fun Halloween. Um I myself will be portraying sexy old Greg, so very excited about that um I'm gonna I may be going- post some pictures oh. on the podcast Instagram if you guys want to see what it looks like I'm gonna be outer space. Outer Space is a good look for you. That was the costume oh, yeah. you were wearing when we first met. Actually, okay, we should... This is a story we should tell the listeners, too, before yeah. we jump in. You and I met on Halloween. Yeah, and I forget that almost every time, uh, but yeah. And Tiffer, too. Yeah, Actually, Tiffer. this is so funny how <gasps> fortuitous. I'm just realizing this now, because you and me and Tiffer, we all met on Halloween because we were at uh, Tiffer's house for a Halloween party no, because
1: our... After the Halloween. I wasn't at Tipper's right. house for the
0: Halloween party. So right, but you were with us when we were walking downtown to La Cocina. No, I met you guys outside of Congress. Right, because we were going to La Cocina.
1: Oh, got it. Sorry. I was going inside. I didn't go with you guys to La Cocina.
0: That makes sense. Because yeah, it was so. our mutual friend, Allison. So shout, shout out, out to, to Allison. Allison. Hi, babe. Um, <laughs> and was, Allison was a ballerina, right? I think so. I was Pam from Archer, and Tiffer was Bob Ross. Yeah, and
1: I remember seeing your costume and being like, "Are you Pam?" And I and you were like, "Yeah." And I thought that's cool. That was a very cool costume.
0: Yeah, um, and then we were talking to that like really tall guy with blonde hair who just said, "I like just like to work with my hands." Yeah, because he was um, mansplaining archaeology to me, and I was like, um, "That's cool. You you like to farm? That's actually farming's really cool. You gonna you gonna talk to me about dirt? You think I don't know about dirt?" All right, cool. (laughs) I feel like we had different interactions with that young
1: gentleman. We um, did. We definitely did. I hope he's well. Well, here's the thing. I have history with that young man because when we were – we went to elementary school together, and we had, like, a feud. I don't know why, and I don't know when this was decided, but somehow in first grade we were like, we are enemies. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) And he he said something – he was one of those kids that was like, You did this wrong and I'd be like, No, I didn't. Um and I uh tried to get back at him by telling people I had a crush on him and it worked. And that oh was how God. our diabolical out. that was how our feud ended. Um and then we ran into each other about well, we saw each other briefly in high school, like at a party or whatever, and then in college then we see each other about 20 years later and um this motherfucker looks like a Lannister and he's he we're does. just talking we're just talking and I'm like oh he he's wow he's so he's different than okay and uh he's talking and he's like yeah you know we're, we're talking about what we're gonna do over the summer and he's talking about he's like you know just anything outside as long as I'm outside and you know can work with my hands I'm I'm happy. And I went, I get that. What? No, you don't, Ellie. No, you don't get that. You don't get that, bitch. When have you ever been a fucking, like, oh, my favorite thing, being outside. <laughs> being <laughs> outside and working with my hands. I, I um, being, like, active, like, like, athletic. That's me, too. Like, you nailed it. That's what I want to do, too. I also want to be on a farm. Um that's me all over. Um sorry, I didn't mean to say me all over like that would get you thinking about that. I mean I don't want that. Uh anyway, <laughs> I he, I feel like he's probably married or some shit by now. I hope he's well. Um, he's probably homesteading
0: with like twelve kids. Great, wonderful. And a spouse. Great. Yeah, me um too. but it wouldn't yeah, have worked so- out. <laughs> We listen in in this podcast. We love Halloween, okay? In we this love it. house, in this house, oh we love Halloween, um, <laughs> and and that brings us to what our movie choice is for this episode. And for this episode, we watched Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, which is one of. Sorry, I got this is so one of my... No, you're fine. This is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. It is, without doubt, my favorite musical ever. It's like, so ever, good. ever, ever. I know all the words to every song. I love it. Um, it's, it's so good. I It's love so this. good. I
1: love this movie. I love this music. Like, sorry. Excuse me. Can I help you? I Roscoe, have my... would you like to weigh in? I have my own friggin monster a little shop of horrors little apartment of terrors
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my my gay son is um sitting next to me sleeping um so oh, must be nice um uh
1: <laughs> my gay son is just loves me and i love him too he just wants to be pet and i i'm petting him but then he whatever anyway i love this musical i love this movie so much um it just works.
0: This movie slaps. This movie slaps my ass. This movie Yeah, this I think I may have texted yes. you that too. I said yeah. this movie slaps my ass. Mm-hmm. I love that that's um, something
1: that we have. This movie saying smacks to my ass like a drum. You better come over here and smack my ass like a drum. Um, this movie came over and smacked my ass like a drum. It, it smacked my ass like a drum. Um, oh my god. <laughs> um. suck that dick till it come. Um <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cupcake. Um Okay, um, I, cupcake if I,
0: you're listening cupcake if you're listening you're we think icon. you should watch this movie I, um, She probably has seen it um something i, really I love about has. something i love about this is
1: that so the original movie was like a b movie in the 60s called little shop of mm-hmm. horrors a roger mm-hmm. corman movie that was like kind of famous for being a movie that was shot in two days like for like 30 grand um, yeah and, and you can, can when bad. you
0: watch it you can tell <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um because uh, basically what happened is like there was uh the guy who did it knew a guy who was running a studio and they had all these sets up but they didn't have anything coming up next they didn't have any any other films coming in and he was like oh what if he just left the sets up i can do something and they were like, "How long do you need to film?" And he said, two days." And he's like, "You can't make a movie in two days." And he was like, "I just want to see challenge if I can accepted." Do it. Yeah, yeah. So they did. And then icons, kings. Uh, the reason we have we had the Disney Renaissance. Alan
0: Menken and Howard Ashman wrote the musical, basically yep. loosely and based on that. And it's yep. Incredible. And the musical started off off Broadway, but it was yeah. so popular that it had a four year run on off Broadway. Mm-hmm and um ellen green who plays audrey in the movie was part of the original cast mm-hmm. and honestly for me ellen green is the best part of this movie she I- is <sighs> so good and she okay they were like okay you're gonna play a bimbo and she was like i understand the assignment well like it's but it's also there's so much
1: earnestness on her like it's just such a good performance a like her voice is incredible. But also, it's just someone—I know she originated the character, but it's evident where it's—it's just so evident it's like, oh, this person understands this musical and understands this character and loves this character, and it's so such a delight to watch. Like Ellen yes. Green doesn't talk like that. And I know
0: it's like the doy, but like she doesn't like in the movie she kinda talks she doesn't like, talk like this. Um talks like this. Um which she's, is, it's well, so good. And brilliant, honestly, that's because, why she, that's why she's such a master though. Is because not only does she affect this voice and accent the whole movie, but she also sings in character too, which is yeah. really not easy to do.
1: No, and like also it works because that character is heartbreaking and she's saying very sad, very like oh fuck kind of stuff, but she says it with such like hope and optimism, and with this kind of voice. I, I'm not quite doing it right, she but she talks with this kind of voice. Yeah, it's just Seymour, Seymour, Seymour. It's incredible. Um, uh, it, but it's it, it's like a way to kind of lighten. I don't know it's just everything about this movie end of the musical but we're talking about the movie right now <laughs> the tone is so on point because it is fucking bleak it is bleak it is dark but it is also it is also it so is funny dark. and so charming and like kind of bubbly almost and
0: and it's Frank, earnest
1: it's, it's earnest. so earnest and Frank Oz <sighs> I just love Frank
0: our Oz our king
1: so much. honestly
0: like I just Frank love Oz, him Oz so much I love him.
1: When he showed up in Knives Out in the theater, I gasped.
0: I still haven't seen Knives Out, but I'll. Spoiler I'll take a look for, for it. Knives I just, Out. I guess sorry. It's okay. I'm. I'm. Listen, if people, I still haven't watched Squid Game because I'm impervious to peer pressure. I so. haven't watched
1: Squid Game because I'm good. I, I. Everyone tells me to watch something. I don't want to watch it. I'm sure it's good. Also, I don't really want to watch a thing where it's like, what if you were murdered? Like,
0: I mean, that's big, right in my wheelhouse. What if late-stage
1: capitalism murdered you? I'm like, I know it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> mwah, mwah. I think this is an impressive piece of artwork, but I'm good right now. Anyway, yeah. uh, should we get... Oh, you know who we haven't mentioned? Okay, well, we should probably get into the movie. But it's amazing that we've gone this long without mentioning another king. An angel. A Canadian angel by the name of Rick Moranis. Rick! Rick, Rick, Rick! Rick. Oh, I love Rick Moranis, who is just perfectly cast, and, um, like, David Geffen, who produced the musical and helped produce the movie, um, uh, he was also, like, a music producer, and he's done a lot, um, uh, said that, like, Rick Moranis was, like, kind of the only person he saw as being um, Seymour.
0: Um, yeah, although, for the movie, for sure. I the, mean, the thing I Lee watched, Wilcoff yeah. played him in the original cast. Mm-hmm. But but, but uh, honestly, Rick Moranis, uh, I agree with you. Like, he honestly. is perfect for this role because he's, okay, Sh- Seymour Krelborn, the name yeah. of the character, he's a Schlemiel, okay? A Schlemiel <laughs> is, like, a really clumsy person. A Schlemazel is a guy who has bad luck. Mm-hmm. And he, Rick Moranis. Both. What's a Hasselbeffer
1: yeah, Incorporated?
0: from Laverne and
1: Shirley? <laughs> well yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> do 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 yeah. do,
0: five, do do five six do, do, do. seven
1: eight schlamiel schlamozzle
0: Hazel Pepper, Pepper Incorporated. Incorporated
1: um um is that unrelated?
0: Yeah it's okay, okay. but um it is unrelated. I, I've never actually seen an episode of Laverne and Shirley. I don't know why they're saying Shlemiel and Schlamazel at the oh, beginning of the show. Oh, it was Penny, Penny
1: Marshall's idea. They were like, what's a?" It was like a phrase, like that was kind of a sing-songy thing that she and her friends used to do when they were kids. Oh. So it's well, like, how are we going to open go. it? And it's like Laverne and Shirley kind of singing and doing a dance. Shlemiel, cute. Has Ha, Incorporated. And then we're going to do... Um. Anyway, That's so funny. now that um, we've cleared I that really, up,
0: yeah, I only know about that from Wayne's World. That's why <laughs> I know about Laverne and Shirley is because of Wayne's World. Um, I think that but, was the first time I heard of it too. Anyway, once again, Wayne's World makes an appearance on this podcast. Um, it's it's a perfect movie. So yeah, fight um, me. Um, not you. I mean the audience. Fight me on it. Wayne's World is a perfect movie. Anyway. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I would argue, and just in terms of, like, splitting hairs, because that's what I do, I would say Rick Moranis is definitely a schlemiel. Like, he's very, very klutzy. And, um... Well, at least on camera. Like, I think in... Oh, in life, in normal life, he's, like, a normal person. Yeah. (laughs) But on camera, he's... Because he's just, like, he's just a sweet... He's a man who is very sweet and who looks very sweet, you know? He's, He's, like... Not he's not a tall hunk, okay. But he's still like a handsome man, he's so cute. and he's, he's and so he really cute. like he really found his niche playing like dorky dudes.
1: Yeah, um, Ghostbusters. Um, can I tell you something about Ghostbusters? Um, like more than five years ago. Anyway, they were doing a, a screening of Ghostbusters at the loft, and my I don't think we were roommates. No, we weren't roommates yet. But my friend of my friend of mine was like. <gasps> we should go, we should dress up. And I was like, okay, great. I could borrow a shirt from my roommate. I have fake glasses and I could get a colander and I'm going to go with Rick Moranis. And she was like, yeah, I was thinking of going a Sigourney Weaver, but I don't have the dress um, for it. So I think I'm going to borrow up my friend's coat. And I realized Sigourney Weaver. I am a six foot tall brunette woman with a strong jaw. And my first thought when... Oh, who should I dress up as from Ghostbusters was Rick Moranis. (laughs) (laughs) There's a photo. I kind of nailed it. But um, on such short notice with like an hour to prepare, nailed it. Um, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. uh, Anyway, uh, but yeah, he honestly so many movies, including this, I guess, from my childhood in the 80s and 90s, where Rick Moranis was this adorable dork who was with this like blonde smoke show of a wife. Every time I'm like, hell yeah,
0: dude. This
1: and is what and we he want. was part
0: yeah, and he was part of Second City with John Candy, Katherine O'Hara, Christopher, Christopher Guest, who is in and, this movie. Yeah. Um Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. So like Christopher Guest has a cameo in the movie. Um, John Candy has a cameo in the movie. Um, a bunch of people from SNL also. I think John Belushi has a cameo. No, James. Jim James. Belushi. Yeah. Okay. His brother. John was dead. Well, Right. Okay. Thank Sorry. you. John I, was dead I, by this point. I I always get them mixed up.
1: But um, like John Belushi was dead. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 I don't know why Fair. I had to say it three times. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's because
0: if you if you say it three times in a mirror, he appears and gives you cocaine. He shows um, up and does a Joe Cocker impression. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie is delightful. So basic plot rundown. Seymour and Audrey work at a flower shop for Mr. Mushnick, and it's Mushnick's Flower Shop. Played by Vincent and, Gardenia. Yes, Vincent Gardenia, who played Cosmo, the father, in Moonstruck, which yes. we watched recently. Love it. Um, he's great. And so they live in Skid Row, and we assume it's, you know, a part of New York City that isn't great, but it doesn't specify where, but it's probably New York City.
1: Yeah.
0: And the flower shop is failing. The business is failing and they're freaking out about it. Mr. Mushnick decides he's going to close the store. Audrey then says, Hey, Seymour, Seymour, why don't you show Mr. Mushnick your strange and unusual plant? And he brings out this plant name, which he names Audrey too. And it turns out to be an alien plant, an alien species that subsists on blood and is hell bent on taking over the human race. Mm -hmm. Um, But he doesn't
1: know that. We don't know that.
0: We don't find that out until much, much later. But he ends up having to feed the plant because the plant starts growing and he puts it in the window and people start freaking out. And they're like, oh, my God, that's a crazy plant. Let's buy some. While I'm here, let me buy $100 worth of flowers. That's
1: Christopher Guest who does that great, like, gee, I was just walking down the street when I noticed that strange and interesting new plant. What is it? It's so just. When he showed up, I was like, yes. I forget every time and every time I'm like. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> I, that was just a series of noises
0: about Christopher It's okay. Guest. Isn't Christopher Guest also Jamie Lee Curtis's husband? Yes. Uh-huh. And you know how oh, that met? Oh, wow. Ma- it okay. comes full, the episode comes full circle. Do you
1: want to know something interesting about that? Okay. So she was looking through a rolling stone and saw a picture of him in, like, full spinal tap gear. And she looked at him and she just went, I'm going to marry this guy. And I'm going to marry that man. And then nothing really happened and they would like it sort of was like going around that she had said that or whatever and they would see each other at like parties and just wave and it was like two years or like at least two years before they even like had a date and then very quickly they were like oh okay yeah um we'll get we're getting married <laughs> and then that was it and I they're actually still kind of love married that. yeah they've been together for like
0: almost 40 years like I know. And that's so Incredible. funny because I did something similar with the first boyfriend I ever had in college. I saw him and I was like, that guy's going to be my boyfriend. And then he was. And then I brutally dumped him because I didn't share his feelings. Um, because kids uh, don't settle. Don't. Anyway. Um... Anyway,
1: but they, um, <laughs> but yeah, people are interested in the plant and he's feeding it like first kind of from his fingers. Yeah, um, pricks like, from his little fingies. Yeah, he has band-aids all over his hand. And I, can I just say, the puppet, the, the whole, the Audrey 2, because they made about, like, seven different Audrey 2s, like, different sizes. Mm-hmm. um, it, Like, even up to the one where it's, like, 15 feet tall. um, And they are incredible. And, like, it really is just an incredible feat
0: of practical effects. They had the to practical re- effects in this movie are, honestly, I would say on par with The Thing, which, in my opinion, has the best practical effects in any horror movie it, it I've ever seen. It truly is,
1: like, they're incredible. The Audrey Two had to be cleaned, repainted, like, oftentimes, like, refurbished every
0: night, mm-hmm. ever, after every fucking day. Like, ugh, incredible. And when, when it's performed on stage, too, they have to really maintain that... that puppet well Mm -hmm. because it's big and it's heavy and it's difficult to move yeah
1: and in the movie how they filmed do you know how they filmed uh the scenes with the larger audrey too uh no tell me tell me okay i'm obsessed with this this is because it's like brilliant because they were having trouble well it's muppets adjacent of course you're obsessed with it yes okay god damn it (laughs) the same guy (laughs) who uh, designed and did all the, was in charge of the Audrey 2 stuff, worked on the Dark Crystal and the Great Muppet Caper. So fucking, yeah, I'm invested. Um, <laughs> so what they did, because they were having trouble getting it to be fast enough and detailed enough, because they were able to make the movements, as you can see in the movie, where it's like, that mouth is really like expressive and wor- it's just incredible. But it, it, it was it was kind of off and then they were doing test footage and they realized when it was like slowed down, it kind of worked. So what they did is every, of course, all the stuff is recorded beforehand, the songs. So um, like at least the plants part um, and they would record it at either 12 or 16 frames per second. So slower, they would film it essentially in slow motion. So, if anyone's in a scene where they're interacting and singing or talking to the plant, so mainly Rick Moranis, they have to slowly sing and talk along with the music, so that the plant can do it. So, and there are like fifty people operating that one plant,
0: that one puppet. Whoa! Okay, mm-hmm. that's really really cool. Isn't that incredible? And then they would Rosco speed it up. So I heard yeah. Roscoe breathing yeah. excited. He's excited. But isn't that brilliant? That is, that's actually genius. And they had
1: like fifty different people. Like the when it's it, when it's at its biggest, it's like fifty different puppeteers because it's like people who are in charge of like if you look at behind the scenes stuff, it's just people frantically moving. 80 different layers like everyone's in charge of about two layers but they're all specific stuff can i help yeah well
0: you've got you've got the big bud part and there's just tendrils and things that are constantly moving to make it seem lifelike so that makes sense different
1: vines parts of the mouth parts of the teeth parts of the tongue like it's all different anyway but yeah isn't that it's just dope um
0: yeah it is and um obsessed with it it's yeah. yeah honestly audrey too Is a great character because we learned that the plant, that the Audrey 2 plant can speak and that it's sentient, um, which I love. Um, My favorite number, I have two favorite numbers in this whole show. The first one is dentist because I love the dentist because he's creepy. uh Um, Don't love the fact that he's an abuser. Love the fact that he's creepy. Um, And I also love Feed Me, which is the number where uh, the plant basically convinces Seymour to kill murder? and <laughs> chop up the dentist and feed it to Audrey feed him to Audrey That's because true. the yeah. Audrey real person Audrey is dating the dentist who in the film is played by Steve Martin oh and he's God. just awful he's a to- he's a sadistic he's a sadist. son of a bitch he's a sadist yeah, yeah he's he's a really truly terrible person mm-hmm. and um Steve Martin I think plays it well because I think Steve Martin also I think everyone in this film really understood what they were supposed to be doing yeah um, the
1: tone. Everyone was very clear on the tone, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Oh, it's just. Um,
0: and it's it's a it's a black comedy. It's a dark comedy. So like it makes sense. But the love story that's the overarching love story of the whole film is that Audrey and Seymour love each other mm-hmm. and you can even tell from like the first scene of the movie that audrey does care for seymour very deeply she's just in a relationship
1: she also doesn't Excuse think me. she um deserves someone like him
0: yeah and um the and he doesn't
1: think she did de- and he doesn't think he deserves someone like her and it's just they're so sweet i melanie i found myself watching it With either my hands over my heart or my hands, like, resting my cheeks in my hands. Just, like, this
0: is so sweet. They're so cute. They have such... And they have good chemistry, and it's just so fucking cute. Anyway. I know. And and one of the things that I also love that's very, very musical theater mm-hmm. is, um, the three girls, um, Crystal Ronette and chiffon incredible. And they, they are, they, are, they break the fourth wall basically. Yeah. And they're like, they're
1: kind of the Greek chorus of the movie.
0: Exactly. They're the um, doo gals or the, I guess Weeks, the Greek chorus doo yeah. gals
1: played by Michelle Weeks to Arnold and Tisha Campbell.
0: Yes. And they're I, all oh, great. Incredible. And you know, they interact with pretty much all of the characters too. Um, and they move the plot forward. Yeah. And they're just great. And, like, they, there's a scene, there's a sequence, basically, before the Somewhere That's Green number, which I do want to talk about, but they're talking to Audrey, and they say, hey, why are you dating this absolute creep? Like, you know you deserve better than this. And Ellen Green, Audrey says, I do- because I don't deserve someone like Seymour. C- they suggest Seymour. She says, I don't deserve Seymour. Yeah. And he's a doctor. He's successful, whatever. And they're like, you suffer from low self-image. Yeah. And then later on, she says the same thing to Seymour. She says, you're suffering from low self-image, Seymour. It's so and, cute. Yeah. And... um. It is really cute. Oh, it's so cute. And Somewhere That's Green is like... And this is because, as we know, I do not... Satire? I can never identify it. I don't understand it. I can't tell if something is or isn't one. But Somewhere That's Green is such a fun but also, like, deeply sad number. Because what she's... Partially, for a lot... There's a lot of layers to it. I think Alan Menken did an amazing job. But... Um, she's singing about wanting to get out of Skid Row, which is basically the slums and wanting a little house. And all of the things that she's singing about are materials. Mm -hmm. She wants a house. She wants nice furniture with plastic covers. She wants like at one point in her fantasy, she caresses a toaster. Like it's all about having things but she's also having those things with Seymour yeah. and it's really sweet. And it's just this ideal of like 1960s, fifties housewife that she wants to be because she doesn't think she's ever going to get out of the situation she's in. And it's really heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. And it's like a pretty simple kind of sad life. And then later, cause like in the, um, I mean, I guess, sorry, we're already talking about the end. We have, I love that. We haven't talked about the plot, but like people know the fucking plot you I know mean, if you
0: don't know, then you should know.
1: So go watch Little Shop; it's amazing. But um, the movie ending is different from the play ending. Um. Oh yeah, we should talk for, about like, that. Because good the, reason because they originally filmed an ending similar to the. the yeah,
0: the and musical. It, it, it if you ever really watch, ending.
1: If you ever watch the original film ending, I recommend it because it is it really is incredible because they filmed all of this stuff like what they were able to do. It, it's incredible. Like all these effects of these plants just attacking different people. I mean, it really is incredible. Um, but you understand why audiences were like, no, no, no. I, I saw a thing where Frank Oz talked about it and he said, um, the reason why he's like, I figured out the reason why people hated the movie ending, but they were fine with the musical. And he said, because at the end of the musical, if you go see the play, All the actors come back out at the end of the show and you're like, oh, everyone's Mm -hmm. alive. Whereas with the movie, uh, he makes he's like, I made you fall in love with these characters and then I murdered them. And then the movie ended. So they had to film a different ending. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can hear your dog breathing into your microphone. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sir, (laughs) can I help you? How do you feel about the original ending?
0: I actually love the original ending. Um, but I also... I am not bothered by film endings that are nihilistic. Like, the only nihilistic film that I've ever seen that actually really bothered me was Funny Games. Um,
1: I don't like Funny Games.
0: <laughs> you, no. Michael Mm-mm.
1: Haneke... Haneke? Haneke? Haneke. Because he's Haneke. German. Haneke. Um, Seems to make movies... And I, maybe I feel this way because I'm American. I, th- well, I think he's a talented filmmaker, he also seems to make movies that are mad at you for wanting to watch a movie. Does that I make think sense? That's,
0: I feel like that's a German thing.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, you wanted to watch a film? Well, everyone in this is either going to kill themselves or kill each other or... Uh, like, I'm trying to think of one that he made that I saw and was like, Like, I kind of liked The Piano Teacher, but I also am like, I don't think I need to see it again. And I I also was in, like, a kind of depressive state when I watched it. So I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." no, I get, I'm like, I kind of get where this lady is coming from. Like, no, no, ma'am, no, no. ma'am, 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 no, (laughs) no, 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 no. I'm like, this lady is really sad, but. You know this is a good movie, and now I'm like, ma'am, what do you what do you mean? Fully is, and believe in yourself, please. Anyway, sorry.
0: No, no, you're good. But basically, in in the musical, right, the ending in the movie. Just spoilers for the movie. The ending, um, they find out that Audrey too is evil and plotting the downfall of the human race, and so Audrey. Finds out and she goes into the flower shop without Seymour. Audrey too tries to eat her. Seymour rescues her and then they get married and live happily ever after. But then when it zooms into their garden in their cute little house, there's a little Audrey Two bud there. So it's got kind of an ominous, maybe slightly ambiguous ending. Um, whereas the musical, Audrey dies like fully the plant. So she so. Well, the somewhere Audrey that's too- green.
1: It somewhere that's green. She reprises it. And it's kind of – so somewhere that's green is really about being inside the plant. And that well, way she's that's still what, in the plant. Well, that's where it him.
0: ends up yeah. – yeah. Well, that's what it ends up being because Audrey 2 tells Audrey what Seymour did to Mr. Mushnick because he ends up killing Mr. Mushnick um, and Audrey 2 eats him and what he did to the dentist who was her boyfriend because he – he didn't necessarily kill him, but he facilitates he his death. He
1: didn't kill – Mr. Mushnick, but he didn't prevent Mr. Mushnick from
0: dying. I mean, legally, he's still responsible for both their deaths. So mm. I would argue. Yeah. Um, can you tell him in the middle of writing a paper for law school? Ha <laughs> mm. Any- ha. <laughs> anyway, um, and so Audrey, he tra- Audrey too, tries to eat Audrey and she becomes fatally wounded. And so she dies in Seymour's arms. That's where the reprise of somewhere that's green happens. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to feed her to the plant. So that, you know, she'll always be with him because she is knows she's going to die. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, really, yeah, really sad. Yeah, she's like, you'll get all
1: the things you deserve. If you if I'm in the plant and you can keep getting all the
0: success from the plant, then I'll be with you too, technically. I can be a right. part of exactly. something nice for you. And that's, and, right, because she loves him. And in, yeah. in, in the musical, they don't find out the evil plan yet. So yeah. right now... Uh, Seymour has just been facilitating deaths, cash and checks, and mm-hmm. feeding the bodies to Audrey too. So Audrey dies. He feeds her to the plant. And the next day in the show, uh, somebody from the like World Botanical Enterprise comes to him and says that they want to sell cuttings of Audrey too in flo- flower shops across America. And that's where Seymour realizes the evil plan because what Audrey too wanted all along was to, you know spread all over the world so that audrey two can take over and kill the human race and so seymour tries to kill audrey two but ends up being eaten by audrey two so it's a really bleak ending like yeah, the aliens and,
1: and that aliens take over the world because everyone of yeah. course buys all these things and then they grow big and then they take over the world um and that the the ending of the musical is this big song don't feed the plant and it's
0: big and Great
1: and wonderful. Um, it's a really
0: fun number. Very dark, but, but But it's a very, very nihilistic ending. Um, yeah. And, like, I understand why people in the movies would not enjoy seeing that. As a mm-hmm. show, it's really fun. Because, okay. and I, full disclosure, I've never seen the show on broadway but one of my friends in high school played audrey too so i got to see it while he was playing audrey too and they like throw the tendrils and stuff into the audience at the end and it's Mm -hmm. like a whole thing like like, we're gonna get you too oh yeah
1: usually whoever is has been eaten by the plant becomes a different part of the plant so then they're like a part of the plant that's attacking the audience and attacking the stage and it's it's great it's cool it's fun uh, but it also makes sense that the like the theaters the, the screen test audiences rather were like no i don't what i don't want this i don't want i don't feel good um and so in which the is, movie I, <sighs> um yeah. which now i feel i think also because i'm older but i i i don't know now i feel that it kind of the new ending i'm fine with the ending how it is um because I like knowing that these people are okay. But, um, and I do think it does a pretty good job of staying kind of relatively within the tone of the movie, but it does feel almost like, oh, we lost some themes here. Like, somewhere that's green doesn't come back. I mean, it does kind of at the end, and, like, they end up living in that house together or whatever. But, um, and there's, like, a little Audrey, too, in the garden. It's like, woo, But, um, in the movie, um, Uh, Audrey doesn't die and uh, Seymour's able to electrocute and kill the plant. Um, Or so he thinks. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. The movie is like, we win, kind of. Like, at least our heroes got to be together. Um, And like, the... Like the last ep, like I guess, big number of the movie is Mean Green Mother, which feels a little like not silly because the whole movie is kind of silly, but like it feels not as um, I don't know, heavy as the other number. Like, Supper Time is legitimately terrifying, it's yeah, like, the, it's scary, it's bleak, it's dark, it's Upsetting, but it also is so like good. You, you love hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, also <laughs> Levi <lead by> subs <steps laughs> Yes, uh,
0: subs
1: I said it's
0: supper time. Sorry, it's my favorite <laughs> musical. No, um, it's okay. Um,
1: but uh, too many. But minutes, you're I, right I, though, and but I, like I, so. And, and Main green Mother is more just kind of like almost silly. Um, not silly, but it's yeah, like, it's it's still fun. In a weird way, it's, like, almost too fun. Um, I agree. I agree. I don't think it matches the tone. Um, but I do like it, and I, I also do appreciate all the work that went into it. Um, and so it's – I like this movie. Uh, I love this movie.
0: I do, too. So and I, I just anyway. – I think it's very interesting – And this is something that I I feel like you probably have also found interesting is when things are adapted from shows, musicals, books into film, often things like that are changed to make them, I guess, more palatable for the masses, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, it's. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because on the one hand, I feel you could critique American audiences specifically for wanting something maybe dumbed down, something that doesn't challenge them, something that is just fun to watch and then they go home. Um, But also on the other hand, you have something like really for a niche audience too. Like even though it's successful, not everyone's seen the show. People have definitely seen the movie of Little Shop, but not a lot of people have seen the show. And I would say it's, on the other flip, you know, it's hard to market something, and it's hard to make something popular that's so dark, especially because when it came out, it was specifically, like, 80s, and about a time in the 50s and 60s, so it's definitely analogous to the Red Scare. And, you know... I, well, also, I understand why they would change the ending, but I also think, like, I wish that audiences would want to be challenged more.
1: Yeah, or that, like, also, yeah, or also that studios would be willing to challenge stuff. But also, I get it. Either way, I think it, I think in this specific case, both endings work. Um, but also, yeah. like, the, the musical is sort of about how... It's been explained more clearly in a better way, but part of it is about, like, the real monster is Seymour's greed.
0: Yeah, Like, absolutely. the real
1: monster is the fact that, like, the real issue is, like, Seymour's, it's, like, what we give up in order to achieve, frankly, like, capitalistic gains, or this particularly, like, late 50s, early 60s notion of, like, a perfect life or a success, um... A fortune and fame and like what we an image of ourselves and like what are we sacrificing to achieve that
0: well um, i think you i think audrey is also kind of, a great example of that yeah. because it's the things that people are willing to undergo for this idea of success right mm-hmm. seymour loses part of his humanity and and it's in the song feed me he says should i go and perform mutilations Yeah, that's what he does. He literally mutilates people's bodies. He chops
1: someone up. There's a scene of him chopping up Steve Martin. Yeah.
0: He literally says, I don't know anyone that deserves to be chopped up and fed to a hungry plant. And Audrey, too, says, sure you do. And. Then it cuts to the dentist smacking the shit out of Audrey. Yeah. Um. And you and the thing is, you're rooting for Seymour, though. You want yeah. him to kill the dentist. You want that guy to die. You want Audrey too to eat him. Yeah. And that I think speaks to how well the show and the film are crafted and scripted. Mm-hmm. But Audrey also, Audrey is dating the dentist because he's successful because he's a dentist. He's a doctor, mm-hmm. and she literally says like, "Oh, I could be dating someone else, but he's really successful."
1: He's successful. He's professional. Also, I deserve. She feels that she deserves that. She deserves to kind of get beaten up. She doesn't deserve someone to treat her well, and right. She doesn't
0: deserve success in combination with mm-hmm. kindness.
1: Like exactly, and like the sad thing is, like I think Audrey even points out. This is both in the musical and in the movie, but like he says, like part of the reason he's doing this, like with Seymour, uh, besides for the provide for himself but part of it is to like get Audrey to be someone he who Audrey would want and she even says like I already liked you I I before all this happened like I, I already liked you I didn't know that you would like me so part of it is his like greed to get this woman that he didn't realize he kind of already had like it, he betrayed a lot of parts of himself that she already loved um, yeah so because really he sad. was because
0: <laughs> of his you know because he had low self-worth and was too afraid to assert himself and I mean, and this, you Not know. Not even start comp- himself, just, like, this is... say, like, what's well, really. that's what I mean. Sorry, like, yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's, like, a shy little dweeb. And if he had taken five seconds to say, hey, Audrey, I really like you. Do you want to go out for dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe this wouldn't have happened, you know? Yeah, so but also, it's... if she had
1: been someone who felt like she could say, like, like, Audrey also. It took a while for Audrey to be, like, oh, I, could I actually um, let Seymour know, like, do I deserve to tell Seymour that um I want to be with him you know yeah
0: anyway. i agree although i would say that when seymour does ask her out right like there's yeah. before he meets the dentist basically he asks audrey out and she says yes because She was gonna help him like pick out some nicer clothes for himself, so he doesn't look like such a schlub. And he
1: looks really cute. He (laughs) does. And I
0: actually I watched this with my with my brother Jake, and Jake said that his fit was lit. It was
1: though. It is like here's the thing: the way Seymour is dressed is like how a lot of a lot of people are looking to get with a Seymour. frankly.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good look, but you know he's kind of schlumpy in the film. Um, and so she does agree to, like, go out and, like, hang out with him. It's just that when he, he says, how about tonight? She says, oh, I have a date. I got a and date. I got a date. Um, and it's It's, it's fun just, to talk like that. It is so fun to talk like her. I, He's like a professional. Her, the, two, so the two, like, p- women that I love doing impressions of. The characters are Audrey and Lena Lamont from Singing in the Rain.
1: Oh, I can't stand them. I can't stand them. Did you know that that actress who plays Lena Lamont is the real voice of um, Debbie Reynolds' character? That's not Debbie Reynolds singing. That is funny. And I did know that. that Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I love i didn't learn that until like this year and was like holy shit
0: <laughs> yeah lena first of all lena lamont's a great character she's a boss bitch. um mm-hmm. and <laughs> i do love it's just so fun to do voice it's so fun to do voices yeah, uh, more i can't i got a date tonight mm-hmm.
1: um so it's just oof, i love it yeah anyway, but um <laughs> i love rick Moranis uh, so much he I, is so I good. Just, I love, and you fall in love with both of them in this movie. And you fall, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just the way they, like, sit or a- sit near each other and, like, act around each other is just so
0: fucking cute. I love it so much. And I think anyway, everyone in this film has really good chemistry with each other in all of yeah. the ways. This cast um, fucking slaps. It's stacked. It, it we really even, does. We haven't even talked about Bill fucking Murray. Arthur Denton.
1: I mean, uh, okay. So this character is not in the musical.
0: They created him just for the movie. No, no, it's based on the original movie. Right, because, but like they—he's oh, for yeah. the no, no. He's in the original, like filmed in two days film. Yeah, but they like m- they pumped it up for the new film. Yeah, they were like, what
1: if we brought because that that character in the original film is played by Jack Nicholson, which I believe it
0: was his first movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I didn't um, know that. I forgot it was Jack Nicholson.
1: Yeah, but in in this movie it's Bill Murray and a lot of his stuff besides like I need a root canal
0: is improvised.
1: That's just Bill Murray. But <laughs> it's him sure and Steve
0: it. Martin and they were on yeah. SNL together, so they worked well together. They would often
1: like there was a bit there was a part a when they were working together but also the voice that Steve Martin is doing um, which I know is like kind of a parody of Elvis um but he's doing this, like... Su- Roscoe, please stop. Sorry. He's doing this, like, southern accent type thing. And it reminded me of... Did you ever see that sketch on SNL? Um, like, what the hell is that? It's, like, a classic one from the 70s where it's just Bill Murray and Steve Martin looking at something off camera. Yes, um, yes. It, it's so... It's so simple and almost... It's so dumb. It is so funny. It's... It's one line said for like two minutes, and yet I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, um, what do you think about it? About Arthur Denton? I mean. Oh no! I was I was asking my dog. <laughs> so, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but yeah, no. I uh, also Miriam Margulies is the assistant in the dentist yeah. office. Yeah, yeah, she's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Fucking Professor Sprout here to represent. She just
1: she's uh good and everything um but um I just love this movie Melanie this is one of the I I already loved this movie before we watched it but this is one where it's like I think this is a movie where we both agreed like this might be a top five top ten I love this movie and it I would agree I would Uh, agree
0: and it's I think it's is this the first tragic romance that we've done on the pod no i don't think it ha- like we did dracula
1: we did um what else did we do we did the one about the house crimson, crimson peak, peak.
0: <laughs> oh yeah you know i the guess in one my mind about, so what about the
1: house no all the all the shit
0: that happens in that
1: movie i'm like the one about the house like okay no anyway, but i would, i
0: but i got what you were saying yeah um that's so funny i think okay I think I don't consider those to be tragic because I didn't like those movies. I thought they were bad movies.
1: Well, I'll say we weren't really rooting for those people to get together.
0: No. So when not. they
1: when stuff when sh- stuff goes down, we're not like, oh no. But I
0: they, mean, I was really sad when Dracula died. Spoiler. I spoiler. I was
1: for spoiler for Dracula. I was like, I don't care. Good. Spoiler for Dracula,
0: I was bummed out because I thought Gary Oldman was a hunk.
1: I did not. I was not feeling that way for Gary Oldman. I'm Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves all day. If you are married to Keanu Reeves, what are you doing?
0: I'm just gonna Sorry. say this for, for any potential suitors out there who are listening to the podcast. If you haven't already submitted your applications, please do so. The deadline is gonna be December first, two thousand twenty. Then cool. I'm gonna stop. Okay, taking applications. so it already
1: happened. So it happened
0: a year ago. Oh no! It's twenty twenty. <laughs> oh no! It's twenty twenty one. Oh my god! Oh my god! <coughs>
1: Okay. Sorry. Keep
0: going. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, build a time machine. Fly into the past. Submit no. your application. Or you could send
1: it and send us an email.
0: What were you going to say, babe? Uh, no, I was going to say, um, please, all dating resumes should go to hellnocast at gmail.com. Um, but I was going to say, uh, if you want to impress me, just show up dressed like Gary Oldman in Dracula in that gray fucking suit with the top hat and the sunglasses with the beard and the hair. If you dress up like that and if you're my date to a wedding and you dress up like that, I'll be putty in your hands.
1: Melanie um Melanie loves that. For me <laughs> um any Keanu
0: Reeves, but we're both dressed like Keanu Reeves. Two Keanu's and we kiss. Two Keanu's, both alike in dignity in Fair Verona where we lay our scene. <laughs> 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 I
1: liked that. <laughs> like, Thank you. I'm spo- I, I, I Oh. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Or. It, or. I could be the Keanu, and you could be like. Like I could be Ted, and you could be Bill. Um. I. I could be. Or. Or. I could be Carrie Ann Moss, and you can be Keanu, and we could both wear leather jackets. And do
0: karate. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I'm 30. So, um, <laughs> 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 I mean, the real ideal is like, you're a blonde surfer and I'm an FBI
0: agent, but you know, you anyway. want the Bodhi to your Johnny Utah.
1: Yeah. Or I know I should say like, oh, I'm Tyler. And you're Johnny Utah, but whatever. Um, so.
0: she does. She doesn't matter. She does
1: matter. No, we're not going to talk shit about Lori Petty in my house. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> my, old, my gay son was like, What was said about Lori
0: Petty? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry.
1: Melanie, I have a question for you Was this movie yes. romantic? Yes, yes, I agree. This movie is so romantic. It's so It is cons- romantic and it's I, honestly like, like
0: I'm in the movie I'm glad that I'm glad that they survived and that they got to be together with their like awkward dorky love. I really enjoyed yeah. that. I um
1: uh like I don't really love Somewhere that's green as like I love it as a concept and I love what it like means like as a theme in the musical, but I don't really love that song. I suddenly Seymour
0: Yes, absolutely. Suddenly Seymour is the power ballad.
1: I, like, okay, I need, I, they did a production in LA, I think, a year or two ago, and uh, they, there's footage of, hold on, sorry, I'm trying to figure out, find the people who were in it, because I, please do yourself a favor and look up, um, it's MJ Rodriguez as Audrey, and then I believe his name is George Salazar as um, Seymour. And they perform Suddenly Seymour on TV somewhere. And, oh my god, it, it truly might be my one of my favorite versions of it ever. Um, I love it. I also, not to be talking shit, but I'm talking shit. Yeah, George Salazar plays uh, Seymour. It was at the Pasadena Playhouse like a year ago before pandemic. But, um... It's so good. I saw, because Broadway's opening back up, and they're doing Little Shop of Horrors, and they did a thing on The Tonight Show, and I'm not, I don't know that I'm happy about it, to be honest. I'm sure it'll be great. I hope they prove me wrong, but, like.
0: Wait, hold on. I'm having a brain blast. MJ Rodriguez, like, who played Angel in Rent? Probably.
1: I don't know. She was on Pose. She was on Pose. She played Blanca on, po- on Pose.
0: Okay, yeah. I think she played Angel in Rent in the film. No. Yeah. No. Sorry, that
1: was a different person. In
0: I don't movie? think so.
1: I think it was, because
0: MJ Rodriguez is like our age, so she would have been like 15. Hold on. Nope, just kidding. She she looks like the actor that played Angel. Just kidding. Never mind. The brain blast yeah. was wrong. Sorry, folks.
1: Yeah, M-, M. Trey Rodriguez is literally our age. <laughs> like, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> she is she is incredible. Um, but yeah, she's movie- great in Pose. Oh my gosh, she's so good. But that uh, incredible. Um.
0: Oh, was this movie sexy? I did not think so. Did you think think it it was sexy?
1: I don't think it's supposed to be. Um, I don't think it should be like, like whatever. I guess sexiness is sort of like campy or silly. Like Audrey has like a lot of cleavage, but it's not like oh, it's like um, her her tits are in her face. It's just part of the character and how she presents. It's not like. It's not like know. a hubba hubba
0: type it's, of uh, thing. It's not like
1: guess what, idiots. It's it's you know um, <laughs> guess anyway.
0: what, idiots. My boobs are here to play.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I I like when they kiss. It was more romantic. It was more like
0: oh. It was sweet. It's gonna work out between them. Um, yeah. 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 Um, um. Didn't think it was sexy. Um. I don't think it's I'm- supposed to be. I don't think this
1: movie would be like. I don't know if this it would work if it were like, uh like, you know what I mean? Oh, it it anyway. definitely would not. Wouldn't. And wouldn't. Like, um uh would I would recommend
0: this movie. I would recommend everyone this movie. Everyone should see this movie.
1: Everyone should Hands see Hands
0: down. This movie. Everyone should see this movie. Um it's so good. Yeah. Um uh I don't uh, think there's really a fuck Mary Kill for this one. You you've been saying that for like the past month, Ali, that's like the premise of our podcast we have to do fuck marry kill okay
1: fine I, okay i'll do one i have
0: one for you then okay seymour the dentist mr mushnick easy mary yeah. seymour kill the dentist fuck mr mushnick
1: yeah i think you have to do that yeah i think you
0: yeah that. yeah 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 suddenly seymour <laughs> Standing beside you,
1: don't need makeup. I don't. I don't. Look, am I good at singing? Don't have to pretend. Thank you. You're um, welcome.
0: I just love this movie. It's and... really, honestly, it is a. It's delightful. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. spooky. It's campy. It's silly. It's romantic. It's got everything. It really has everything, um, just, and also Alan Mankin fucking killed it with the music.
1: Howard Ashman, a uh, uh, rest in peace. I mean, truly uh, incredible. Like, uh, sorry, I just uh, I just really love Howard Ashman, and like he is they're both along great. with alan manken was a major part of like the disney renaissance and, oh like,
0: absolutely like if work, uh, sorry yeah. anyone anyone listening to this if you like the little mermaid pocahontas hunchback of notre dame then that's alan manken's shit
1: yeah and howard ashman and helen Ma- uh, Hel- <laughs> helen, helen manken helen Ma- <laughs> no alan manken and howard ashman worked together up until howard ashman's um, unfortunate death from mm-hmm. HIV/AIDS complications. And, um, oof, sorry, I like get emotional thing about it, which is so dumb. It's like, bitch, you didn't know him. Um, but, like, uh, anyway, it just is really sad because it's like just a life cut short. Um,
0: and it so is much it's talent it's that he already It's gave incredibly the world, upsetting. It's incredibly um, upsetting.
1: And so much art that he gave the world and, like, how much anyway um but like little mermaid beauty and the beast aladdin um i think there might have been one more but like those three
0: that's, those are the big those are the those big two. ones that's, that's and then those two yeah. yeah and i think for that they did together, one of them that those the last good. yeah the last one he did i believe tim rice took over for him yeah beauty and the beast mm-hmm. because um because he passed away. Because he passed away, and then um, won really, really an Oscar. Just sad, terrible. Oof.
1: Anyway, sorry to get sad, but like truly, uh, if I feel like if any any time you can, if you're ever like, oh, what was that guy about? I recommend looking up anything about Howard Ashman because he was just a
0: true talent,
1: amazing. Um, I would recommend this movie.
0: Um, oh, a thousand, ten thousand, million, billion, trillion, zillion percent. That's also, not even a number, but that's what I recommend. If you weren't
1: in love well, with any, equals, you're going to fall in love with all these people. Um, But, like, Rick
0: Moranis. I just, I just love Rick Moranis. <sighs> He's lovable. And John Candy has a cameo in this, John too. John Candy, and, the, and they, I saw... they're in a scene together, and it's like an SCTV reunion i know anyway. i know i know i saw and I, honestly like john candy is another one where like whenever i see him in a movie like i just get sad that he died yeah he like what so and he was truly like a wonderful person like everything anyone has ever said about him is like nice stuff that yeah. i've that i've heard
1: oh yeah same and that bit okay that whole interaction that whole story he has in Home Alone, where he's comforting Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara.
0: Also in Second City with him.
1: Yeah. Improvised. He did that. That was him.
0: Yeah, of course it was, because h- he was amazing.
1: Just incredible. Uh, anyway, if you liked this episode, if you liked this movie, let us know. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram, at HellNoCast. Uh Also, hellnocast at gmail.com. You can send us an email. Let us know. Hit us
0: up. Um, Yeah. Send me your dating resumes, please. Yeah. uh, From from the past.
1: You can send me one, too. But
0: also, I just, you know, it's... But allies should be from
1: the present. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I don't... Look, I can't fall in love with another caveman. As everybody knows, I was trying to dig a pool in my backyard with my best friend. and um...
0: Yeah, and w- listen, it was hard. We were digging. There was an earthquake, and we just found this guy yeah. in the ice. So we, we cleaned... Didn't... The... We, yeah, and... we cleaned him up. We, we took got him, him to high school cool clothes. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, two 30-year-old women, we were like, let's go to high school. Let's let's become popular in high school again. And it yeah. worked. And... and he's just so cool. Like, everyone wanted to go to prom with him. Everyone. But um in the end
1: it, it didn't really matter who won Prom King and like it didn't matter that he was a caveman. What matters is
0: that he was like a
1: good dude
0: and friendship is important. So I'll never I'll never forget that man. Linkovich Chomovsky. <sighs> I miss you, dude. I hope you're well. Miss you, man. Hope you're wheezing the juice in heaven. Uh, wheezing the
1: juice. Anyway, <laughs> leave us a five star review. <laughs>
0: leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. We or tell us or tell your friends about us. Yeah, um, definitely is a great way to support the show. Uh-huh. Um, we appreciate your support. We love all of your feedback and interacting with you guys, and we love doing the podcast. So. If we could get the word out, that would be amazing. Um, but again, we post every Friday on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, uh, so that's where you can listen to us. We're everywhere. You can't. You can't not. You can't not. We're everywhere. We're like Audrey Twos, mm-hmm. taking over humanity, sucking, sucking the lives out of the children of Salem. That's a different monster. That's what? That's Bette
1: Midler. That's Bette Midler. Well, that's that Midler and Hocus Pocus. What? Another glorious shitt- morning. You-, you shitting
0: on my bit? This- are you shitting my dick?
1: Are you shitting my dick? That... <laughs> oh, that- I can't tell you how much joy that sound brings me. Are you shitting I- my dick?
0: Literally every time I have to like listen to some dude bro in my criminal law class or torts class talk about an opinion that doesn't matter... I turn to the person that sits next to me. Shout out to Anna if she's listening, and she probably doesn't even know that I'm doing this because she has ADHD. But um, I literally oh, uh. like, are you shitting my dick? Because she's like doing, fu- she's trying to focus. Okay, she doesn't need me Got talking it. to her. I was gonna say, I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? Oh, it just means that like she doesn't need me distracting her from the class, but Got I constantly it. distract Unclear. her. Unclear.
1: Unclear. Anyway. um
0: so sorry anna uh anyway um, this has been you had me at hell no (laughs) um i've been ali and i have been and will continue to be mel and don't feed the plant and love you bye 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 you had me at hell no was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets roscoe and benny Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.